A lot of just random seven foot kids on campuses. Exactly. Getting handed jerseys, probably. I, I guarantee you. All right. Last, Anthony Bennett was the number one overall pick. Yeah, you didn't yeah, know that. I was like, like what have what? Is he even good? No, no he, was he flamed out. I was. He's one of the most infamous draft busts ever. Oh, okay. Oladipo, Port. I remember. Okay, now I remember that draft. Cody Zeller went early. The, yeah. And Antetokounmpo. All right, well, that's all we have for you. We went from NFL draft to, what did we talk about in the middle? NBA draft. NBA draft. We talked about something in the middle. I don't remember what it was. Oh, Luke Wallen. Luke that's what it was. <laughs> all right, thank you. Yeah. Owen Swanson, Andrew Miller, Jack Molino. Thank you for listening. This is the Daily Sports Report, WCBN Sports. We'll leave you with a good night and go blue. If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates... Would I know to stay away? What's that? Hand off his box, the box of chocolates. Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. And Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. Today I've got a bunch of songs for you related to food. I don't know, thought I'd surprise you. But in the meantime, let's have a word from our sponsor as I'm setting up this uh, delicious, delectable plate of food songs. Our sponsor, Ken Nordine. I have a... Uh, sort of uh, <laughs> secret. I um, have become a bubblegum fancier um, because my kids collect these cards, you see, pictures of sports people on it. But uh, the way it works out, I um, wind up chewing all the gum. I don't like to see go to waste, and so I, uh, I've been chewing this bubble gum because I like to, I like the taste of it. More than that, I, I'm getting pretty good at blowing bubbles, which is a wait. You see this one? Wait till I get this ready. Hmm. Makes me feel very restful, especially uh, chewing gum. It gives me a sense of peace and relaxation. Something to do with your mouth, you know. Maybe it comes from my childhood, I don't know. It's just about ready now. You should have seen the bubble light blue yesterday. Hmm. So big I nearly floated away. Uh, it's just about right now. What? It's quite a trick, you know. Right? Isn't everyone that can get the science of blowing up these bubbles the way they should be? I think it's right now. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, that was a little...
pop. It wasn't ready yet. Just a second, though. There we go. I didn't realize this was so serious. My goodness. That was uh, Ken Nordeen. You okay, Ken? You all right? Okay, good. I think he done blowed up. He blowed up good. So, yes. That was Ken Nordeen from his album Son of Word Jazz with a fine jazz ensemble. And it, it comes to my attention that the piano player on the jazz ensemble is a fellow by the name of Richard Marks. Certainly a diverse uh, palette for that fellow from the music of the late 80s to playing piano for Ken Nordine. The things you learn while talking on the air. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I'm Mike. And, you know, um, my brain's a little fried this week. Fried is also a food metaphor, so I'll go with that. One thing I will tell you is that Merriam-Webster has added... 640 new words to its dictionary this month. I got really excited, so I looked it up to try to find some food-related ones. I looked around and I found a list of 25 words. That's pretty cool, but 25 out of 640, so I was hungry for more, you know. One word that I did find was Goldilocks. They've added Goldilocks to the dictionary. Goldilocks being an area of planetary orbit in which temperatures are neither too hot nor too cold to support life. And that, of course, references Goldilocks, whose preferred porridge is neither too hot nor too cold, no matter what planet she's on. So I had to actually email Merriam-Webster to find out whether where, where they had that list of all those 640 new words. And somebody wrote me back and said, thanks for reaching out. We never disclose the full list of new words. Wow. I guess you got to get the dictionary and go through it your own and compare and contrast. But she said, I am happy to send along a sampling of food and beverage words added. And I'm going to share some of those with you in just a moment. One of them being the cow parsnip. But first, here's a song about nothing to do with cow parsnips, unless you like to put them in your cow parsnips or wine on your cow parsnips. Or anyway, here's a Big Sandy and his Fly Right Boys and Blackberry Wine.
That's Big Sandy and his Fly Right Boys and Blackberry Wine from their album Swingin' West that came out in the old, old days of 1995, back when a prairie was a prairie and a cowboy was a good occupation. It's Pandora's Lunchbox. I don't know what that means. It's 20 minutes to 7. Arwolf is here. He's getting ready to face the music with you. We will face this together. Arwolf and Face the Music coming up at 7. Lots of music, often from the first half of the 20th century, sometimes the best half. Your better half. WCBN, your better half. Now, here's the thing. No, you're our better half. Here's something I found recently. This made me happy. This is a collection I found by Abe Schwartz. It's called Abe Schwartz, the Klezmer King. It's recordings going way, way, way back. All the way back from 1917 to 1935. That definitely puts me in the mood for our wolf show. Now, a few words here before I give you the title of the song. The Seder we talked about last week, the Passover Seder. It's a Jewish ritual service and ceremonial dinner for the first night or first two nights of Passover. The Haggadah is the text recited at the Seder on the first two nights of the Jewish Passover including a narrative of the Exodus, it sets forth the order of the Passover Seder. So, this here is a song that goes a little beyond that into something else, though translating it into my personal understanding, I don't know if I can understand this, but maybe you will understand it and you will transmit that understanding to me. Here now is Abe Schwartz. This is from 1922. This is not the Haggadah, but the matzah balls. Goes like this. Oh, 
Beautiful indeed. That is Abe Schwartz from his album, The Klezmer King. That was recorded in 1922. And of course, I should have been a little, well, clearly that was translated as not the Haggadah, but the matzah balls. That was the translation of the title. But Abe Schwartz from 1922. It's quarter to seven now. It's Pandora's Lunchbox. And as I promised earlier, Merriam-Webster has added new words to its dictionary, and I have one to share with you. The cow parsnip. What is the cow parsnip? I wondered the same thing until I looked it up about 20 minutes ago. It's a flowering plant, a tall biennial or perennial herb, native to North America. That is the cow parsnip. There is also the giant cow parsnip. Don't ask about the mad cow parsnip. That's another story. According to food writer Lori Constantino, young cow parsnip shoots and leaves have a wonderful flavor. When they're prepared correctly, they're a highly desirable wild edible. The bad news is cow parsnip sap and outer hairs contain a chemical. When combined with sunlight, it can cause severe blistering, pain, and burning. So you need to know what you're doing. That's what she's saying. But she goes on to say that she prepared a salad with some cow parsnip, shared it at the dentist's, and they loved it. She didn't tell them ahead of time what it was. I'm like, oh, it's cow parsnip, and they loved it. So if you know what you're doing, go out and get some cow parsnip if you can find it, and, you know, just know what you're doing. Other words coming up in just a moment. In the meantime, I've got a duck, and I've got an oyster, and together they are duck for the oyster. If you like dancing, here's Malcolm McLaren. I think this may have a, a prelude, but we'll see first. That was a prelude which is entitled The Wrong CD. Here we go. Some people listen, then say we're 
This is the prelude. Coming up in a moment, Duck for the Oyster. Check it out. I'd like to thank everybody. I'd like to thank all the engineers for making this record. I'd like to thank you for buying this record. But finally, I'd like to thank all the Buffalo girls out there. Hit it, Maestro! Well, it just goes to show you, that was Malcolm McLaren with some very special friends. That was Duck for the Oyster from his album Duck Rock, uh, came out in 1983. And it looks like, where does the phrase Duck for the Oyster come from? Where did he get that? It could be from the Washington Square Dance by Irving Berlin 
from Call Me Madam, the musical. Those lyrics for that include, Bow to your partners, bow to your corners, dance till your cheeks are red as a rose, but try not to step on your partner's toes. Duck for the oyster, dig for the clam, but do your digging for Uncle Sam. One for the money, two for the show, one for the money, two for the show, three to make ready for Uncle Joe. Republicans over to the right, Democrats over to the left. The left meet the right and don't explode. Try to find the middle of the road. So there you go. And square dance, the Washington square dance. Be careful, you'll have to watch your step by. Gosh, no round heels because the Washington square dance is square. Some very important lyrics from the Washington Square Dance by Irving Berlin, which may seem to have influ- may seem to having influenced Malcolm McLaren and Duck for the Oyster, which we just heard. So some more words that have been and- added by Miriam Webster. Another one is the Bay Rum Tree. The Bay Rum Tree is a West Indian tree that is closely related to the allspice tree and is a source of an aromatic oil used in Bay Rum. That word, the bay rum tree, now added to Merriam-Webster. Also, double dip has just been added. It's pretty much what it sounds like, you know, when you dip the same chip into the same clam dip and other people look at you and they go, or double dip can mean to obtain money from two sources at the same time or by two separate accounting methods. I prefer the potato chip version of that. Also, another word we have here is ghost pepper, the ghost pepper being a hot pepper, and also, I believe if I pronounce this correctly, known as the boot jolokia, which is separately added to the Merriam Dictionary as well, Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Also on the list, cheesemonger, a fellow who knows his cheese or a lady who knows her cheese, people who know their cheeses, chai latte, uh, I, t- I talked about the cow parsnip, didn't I? I could talk about cow parsnips all day. Dulce de leche, java, steak, and it says in parentheses, non-meat. So the idea of a steak as non-meat, I guess that's new to Merriam-Webster. So there's that. Well, on the subject of what I'm about to play, there's a segue. Here's uh, from Ann Arbor itself, Brownsville Station. Do the Bosco. Baby, baby. 
Well, I didn't expect the song to end so soon or the dance to be so abrupt in its ending. It's all very exciting. Do the Bosco. Bosco is also known as a chocolate syrup. I'm not really sure if that's actually what they're dealing with there, but that is was and is Do the Bosco by Brownsville Station from Ann Arbor. The song from 1970, the syrup actually originated in 1928, so they may be different. Check Wikipedia to see if the dance is different from the syrup. That's up to you. I'll leave that up to you. It's Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Our wolf is going to help us to face the music in just a moment. Before we leave, I want to celebrate a little bit of something here. We'd like to play you some beans and cornbread, which if you know my show, and you may, you may find that this is, um, a, you may know that this is one of my favorite food songs. Actually, that's not what this is. Oh, it's not the one. Okay. No. This is uh, this is the honey dripper. This is the honey dripper. I okay, it'd, be, it'd go good with Bosco. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, ooh. Hey, I like the way this is going. Well, I will tell you, Beans and Cornbread is celebrating Beans and Cornbread by Louis Jordan is celebrating its seventieth anniversary of its recording this month. So, what better way to go up with a little bit of uh, fusion here? Let's go with uh, the honey dripper. That's a uh, CD number one, I believe, sir. Yes, it's Joe Liggins who wrote it. Oh, Joe Liggins wrote it. And it is performed by Joe Liggins. Joe Liggins. Oh, this is getting better and better. Record Joe Liggins and Joe Liggins and his Honey Drippers from 1950. Here we go. This WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Thanks for listening.
This is like getting a neck rub, isn't it? The Honey Dripper, the original Honey Dripper from Joe Liggins. This is Face the Music on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name's Har Wolf, and I would like to uh, play you some old records again. I want to go back to the, um, towards the beginning of the 20th century now. Face the Music will open with something from Scott Joplin's opera Tremonitia, a, a piano reduction, as it were, of a real slow drag, which is the finale from that opera. I'm reminded of uh, 